Blog Talk Radio. Go ahead, pop off, me and my click put on. I'm like a young man, I'm here to get your bitch off. Like I'm Rick Flair, little finger to the big boss Man, a.k.a. police, get them over your head like it's all Chill these niggas, that's no problem Chill these niggas, want no problem That chopper body like one swaggle Can't see you shot them like ten cops Roll about but that shit loud It ain't mine if that shit not Ladies hate when I rip rude But they in love with this Jake It's like now, say hello to my python I'm seeing punk with that mic, y'all She go to sleep cause my pipe bomb Winning, bless that be hurting feelings. Niggas is Curtis Axe, so my rappers like Kurt Hennig. And it, don't it? I'm such a charmer. Come crowns it. Not talking whip, I'm thinking Lawler. Cause I'm royalty. But we talking cars, it's not a problem. Just bought two big bodies, call them Kamala and Umaga. What up? You're talking to the black guy. My gang real, but I ain't never been no vampire. Look at all that ice he got on. Bigger than that icy title. Bigger not my bill, man, cause I still feel like I'm flying Brian. Who high as I am? Who fly as I am? Life is a bitch, but you this bitch is more than life in China. Get it? Strong ass hoe. They can say they want that smoke. Well, I'm Papa Shango. Cause I'll be hopper playing low. Get the ganja, no steamboat. And I'm fly as a crossbody, but I'm tired of saying so. So I do so with new producers and a slew of my latest verses. And I'm ruthless like roots of move or be through with you niggas first. Get back to work. Um, 
me personally, I do not feel that um, it would affect us. The, the one thing I've learned about wrestling fans, period, true wrestling fans, is that it is very, very, very hard to erase the legacy of an athlete. Um, the things that wrestling fans have had to deal with, other athletes and sports fans don't have to deal with. Um, you know, we deal with deaths from uh, suicides, drugs, things like that. So we're kind of pretty immune to a lot of things towards the outside world that non-wrestling fans don't get. Um, and that is the one thing that Superfly's death, um, you know, had taught me, along with someone else who I'll bring up later, uh, has taught me that as far as him, um, with the things that he's done, the moments that he's had, um, you know, of course you can't forget about, you know, the body splash off the top of the steel cage. You can't forget about those things. So it would be very hard to say his legacy will be washed away or tarnished. Um, you know, some people question whether or not WWE did the correct thing as far as, um, you know, doing a video package. That's another subject. Um, we could say that for another episode. Um, you know, we don't want to you know, break up any anything else or drag any other mess into it. So um, moving forward, we will get on with our Raw review. The Raw uh, first segment, man, it was Roman Reigns came out pretty much declaring that nobody can beat him right now. And that was a pretty strong claim at the moment. Say Kevin Owens and not leave with the title, which led to Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho coming out. Um, excuse me, sorry, Brock Lesnar, advocate Paul Heyman. He came out, um, talked about Brock Lesnar being the Rumble, blah, say, blah. And there was a moment where Roman actually said, you know, Brock's not here to save you. Um, Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho came out. You know how those two are. I mean, it, you you really you can just say Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho came out. You don't have to say any more. You know everything else was turning into gold from that point forward, which led to Seth Rollins coming out and pretty much you know a lot of people came out and then there was a curveball. So let me see, Roman, who's working on his mic work. Pretty much as being a badass, which he's better off as. Less talking, more straight to the point. That fits him better. He actually didn't do bad with his when he had his time in the ring. Then you have Paul Heyman, arguably, if not the best man promo cut on the mic. Then you have Kevin Owens and Y2J, who are both at the top of their game right now and who are also great on the mic. And Seth Rollins, who was great on the mic. And next thing you know, Braun Strowman's music hits. I I grabbed my phone so bad, I jumped in the group, and I said, please don't do this to Braun. For a moment, I thought they were going to give Braun Strowman a microphone 
put him in the same ring against Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, Paul Heyman, and Roman Reigns. I, I, I said, please do not do this to him. And, and before I could do anything, he got in the ring, and then Brock Lesnar music hits. <sighs> Melee happens. Brock Lesnar suplexing everybody. Um, you know, uh, Sammy, Sammy Zayn comes out. Actually, sorry, Sammy, Sammy Zayn actually starts the fight, the melee. He comes out of nowhere and jumps on Braun Strowman, and on an all hell breaks loose. Blah, say blah. Long story short, Brock gets uh, Roman an F five, and then that whole melee chaos. Um, it, it was just, it was a hell of a way to kick off the show. Um, usually the Brock, you know, showing up on Raw is usually spoiled um, by no one knowing that Brock was going to be there actually helped out, um, which is going to lead me to the Kevin Owens Y2J split. We, we had... When New Day lost the titles, that was that was bad because we knew the split between them was going to be soon. It hasn't happened. They're still riding New Day wave, but the Kevin Owens Y two J split is going to be is going to be sad. It, it's the whole best friend thing ending. All that you still don't know who's going to turn on who if it does happen. But the simple fact the way Chris Jericho is you know, pretty much been a full-time guy for a good, for close to, pretty much close to a year since Mania. He's been full-time since Mania, basically. So, you know, when that happens, I don't know how it's going to happen, but that's going to be something we have to look out for. All right, moving forward to Gallows and Anderson versus Cesaro and Sheamus. This was, these guys... They can have good matches. Um, the way Cesaro and Sheamus are actually putting together their thing to actually look like a tag team, not just them actually getting along, but like you know, there's one part where Cesaro, where Sheamus does the um, the Irish, the rolling thunder thing when he you know he has him on his shoulder and he does the roll, and Cesaro jumps over him. And does a double foot stump onto uh, Anderson, which was pretty cool. Like they actually put it together, some tag team moves and things like that. So um, that that that's that that's real. You know, that's that's a good look for those guys. Um, Gallows and Anderson won, but they lost because. You know, referee got hit, so one referee comes in and counts the pin, and then the original referee weighs it off and calls for a disqualification um, for Sheamus and Cesaro. So Gallows and Anderson win, but they don't win the titles. And this is the, in recent memory, the third time that they've had one of these crazy. You know, you win the match, but you don't win it, so we have to put it off for the pay-per-view. Very, It was very predictable. Um, you 
you know, once once the referee got hit, you know, you knew it was coming. They did it. Um, they did it with the Bella, Nikki Bella, Charlotte thing, you know, where, you know, Stephanie came out and negated the win, so Brie actually got the record. Then they put the match off for the pay-per-view. Then they did it with the New Day, and Shazara Samus, where they put it off. Um, some crazy win, and then they, you know, went on to the pay-per-view, and now they're doing it with this. So you only can imagine that uh, Gallows and Anderson will win the titles at uh, the Rumble, which actually sucks for the simple fact that, like I said, Sheamus and Cesaro are actually putting their stuff together. Um, with that, um, as we continue, it has been reported, and WWE made it official, that Kurt Angle is the first inductee to the WWE 2017 Hall of Fame. That is, that's, that's, yeah, I can't, that, that's just awesome for any wrestling fan. Um, Kurt Angle has managed to have two careers. He had a full, nice career at WWE, then he had a full resurrected career in TNA, which not many guys can do. Um, well, he was the top guy for both companies for a while. And when, when the one thing a lot of people forget about Krangle is he was very entertaining from, from the beginning. As soon as he came in, he, with the intensity, integrity, intelligence, you know, tried to get over being a good guy. And it, it, he was kind of like a geeky Hulk Hogan sort of kind of the way he carried himself, but it was, he was just very entertaining, but in the ring, he was just amazing where, like, a lot of people don't realize, like, how many titles and how quick Kurt Angle rose when he got to WWE. Like, he he, he didn't, you know, he, he didn't take long to get up there. I, I wanted, we, we have to check out his rookie year because Kurt had probably one of the best WWE rookie years ever. Um, so, you know, congratulations to Kurt Angle. Um, next, I want to talk about the, uh, the six-man tag match. Um, hello, hello. Hi, this is Paul. Um, I was, I was actually letting you know that we do have a caller. Um, Hurt is on the line. Hurt. First name big, last yes. name hurt. Yes, First name hurt, big, big last name hurt. What's going on, man? Nothing much. Big hurt, man. What's up, man? How you doing? Thank you for calling that. Yeah, no doubt. I, I, I don't have a lot of time, but I wanted to check you guys out, throw some love, all that good stuff, and um, I was just enjoying your breakdown. Of what you were talking about I just want to say first of all um, It was good of Raw To get Brock on early Get him in there early Get him to be part of the show Let everybody know he's in the building I was hoping to see him again But didn't need to happen It was it was cool It was cool to go ahead and get him out of the way And let the guys who carry the show Carry the show and be the main event I thought, I thought this was the best Raw 
they've had in a very long time, and Brock Lesnar being a part of it, um, it's not a coincidence, number one. Um, number two, and I'm going out of order here, I love where Sheamus and Cesaro are as a team, all the way from their entrance, with them standing back-to-back and the camera painting around them, all the way to them instituting each other's moves together. I, I like them as a team, and I hope they hold on for them a little longer as tag team champions, even though it looks like um, it looks like Chains and 8-Ball are about to take the belt from them. I mean, um, the Bullet Club are about to take the belt from them soon. That's what it looks like. I hope they hold on to them for a little longer. And uh, three, I really, really want to see a big E heel turn. Um, if WWE sticks with the script of three-man groups, um, Xavier Woods should be the one to turn heel. Usually it's the quote-unquote weakest one in the group to turn heel. I would love to see Big E turn heel. I'd love to see him turn heel and go for the world title, not the Intercontinental title or anything else. I would love to see him in a world title push even if he wins the Rumble and then turns on New Day afterwards, I would love to see it. I just want to get your thoughts on, on that in particular. The um, the thing is, I would, out of all of them, I would rather see Big Eagle Hill, seeing how, he, like you said, he does have the biggest upside or potential to being a world champion. And usually the one that turns Hill gets the big push. Um, so I'm right along with you, um, and we do know Rumble season is around a time where, you know, a lot of teams do break up. Um, you have those team eliminations and things like that. So I'm wondering how the New Day's, you know, elimination is going to go. Um, so I'm I'm with you on that as far as the Big E turning hill. Um, I don't think a heel Kofi is believable. Um, it, it's just something about it. I can't see a heel Kofi being believable at all. Um, I, I think he, uh, it was said, and and we're going into KFAB. Um, it, it was said that Kofi doesn't want to go heel because of his kids. I don't know, and I, I I agree with you. I wouldn't be able to believe him as a heel. Well, there are just certain guys that you can't see as a heel. Going back to guys like Ricky Steamboat, who never worked heel, guys like Sting, who even as a Crow character couldn't be heel. Um, you know, I couldn't ever see Kofi Kingston being a heel. I, I couldn't see it. Biggie. I could see it, especially if he, like, rebukes the whole shucking and jiving. Um, Xavier Woods, I think he has the personality for it. If he goes to the whole, you know, I was the architect of New Day type of deal. Seth Rollins, but, you know, blacker. I, I love to see it. I love to see it. And, and, and one last thing before I go. One last thing before I go. Um... I'm freaking. I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm bugging out over wrestling fans who attach a wrestler's personal life into their legacy. Um, specifically, Jimmy Snuka. 
you know, to a lesser extent, Chris Benoit. I, all I've been seeing people all day talk about, you know, well, he's a murderer, and, you know, it's like, your dentist cheats on his wife, and he probably beats her ass also, but as long as he keeps his teeth clean, do you really care? I, I care what these guys do from 9, I'm sorry, from 8 to 11.15 on Monday, and from 8 to 10 on Tuesday, I don't watch. I don't watch NXT. Sorry, I got things going on, on Wednesdays. Hurts us, hurts us. Um, and I care about every other Sunday on the pay per views. I don't care about all the extracurricular stuff. I just don't. That's not what I'm here for. You know what I'm saying? Artillery can piss off girls all day long. Chocolate Factory is one of my favorite albums ever. That's that's all I'm here for. I'm, I'm, I, it, yeah, we have reality separating the two. So that, that's what that's all about. So Chocolate Factory is one of the greatest albums ever. Piss on that girl. Sorry. Alright. Thank thank you. Thank you, Big Hurt. Um <laughs> yeah. Y'all take it easy, man. Alright, man. Thank you, man. Thank you for calling and thanks for the support, man. <laughs> Best album ever. He peed on that girl. Alright. As we as we move we have, forward, um we have one more caller oh, yes. because they want to get in real quick before you go forward. So my, the co-owner of NHB, Devin the Dude, he's on the line. Go ahead. I, I, I believe I just got beeped in. I heard a little beep. Was that, was that beeped in? You were beeped yes, in. Yes, you're, you're, you're on Devin the Dude. Well, welcome, welcome. Oh, that was dope. That was dope. What's up, fellas? What's going on? Nothing much, man. How, how's everything? Thanks for calling, by the way. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh I'm sorry I missed the, the premiere last week. I had a family emergency, so I wasn't able to call, and shit was crazy last week. But I was definitely going to be here for this week. Appreciate it. No doubt, no doubt. So when I, I did call in earlier, you guys were doing the world review, and I caught the tail end of Hurt, you know, talking about, you know, possibly New Day splitting up. So what else you guys talking about this evening? Well, so far I covered everything up, and I was just about to get into actually our boy, um, our boy Seth freaking Rollins. So I'm watching the match, and Seth Rollins does a suicide. Hold on, hold on. on. By the way, I I literally have on the Never Shut Up T-shirt as we speak. (laughs) I got that shirt too. I'm literally wearing it. <laughs> That's the man. But uh, so I'm watching the match, and Seth Rollins does a suicide dive through the ropes, and almost hits his head. Wait, did hit his head on the barricade? And I'm looking at how many people do that suicide dive, and it's it doesn't make it special anymore. Um. Like some people, some people do it very sloppy. Some people can land it, um, but a lot of times it looks just sloppy. Uh, like it's impressive when Luke Harper does it because he's six eight. But uh, also, when I thought about that, is 
how much when I saw how much Seth Rollins is doing that now, I watched um, Seth Rollins. Um, not excuse me, The Shield versus The Wyatt Family at Elimination Nation Chamber 2014. Anybody by now, if you call, you should have been seeing that match at least three times. But I see that how much that injury has affected Seth Rollins. Um, if you notice before. Seth Rollins was flipping everywhere. He would, you know, be able to take suplexes off the top rope and land on his feet like it was like it was nothing. And I, I think about that injury, and I look at how much he's toned it down. And he's still my favorite, but it, it kind of takes away from what made him stand out, um, if you get what I mean. Uh- I, I I definitely agree because as you know I'm probably a pro- well and and old Barry everybody knows I'm the, his biggest fucking fan but I agree you know like since he's come back it just hasn't been the same you know he's still he's still a solid worker but at the same time it's like he's lost that spark you know that made him stand out compared to the rest of the roster. <clears throat> Uh, so uh, that's 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 good. Um, now we got to get to the queen, the queen, the queen, the queen. Charlotte, and this is gonna sound bold, but Charlotte is light years ahead of any woman on that roster. I don't see anyone as complete as Charlotte on that rock. Are, are, are we saying Raw and SmackDown or just Raw? I'm going Raw and SmackDown. Oh, okay. That, that's where I was going. She, 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 she's, she's like promo wise, match wise. It's she, she, she's got it. I mean, and it's crazy because there's nobody that can touch her, like nobody. Possibly, so, possibly Oscar in ring, but who knows when that will ever happen? She got least to mania. Get forward to SmackDown. Uh, sorry, excuse me. SmackDown. SmackDown this week was not really all of that. It was a. Uh, it was very bland. One second. Um. Yes, it opened up. It didn't have that many matches from what I'm looking at. But it opened up with Miz and AJ, which pretty much was more so a setup for Cena. Um, sorry, excuse me. It was, it was more so a setup for Cena and AJ, um, which wasn't, you know, the match didn't go anywhere. Uh, and John Cena ended up getting in a, in a, in a uh, John Cena ended up interfering, 
calls in the match should end in DQ. And it it just wasn't nothing very special. Um, let's see. We're going to go to, sorry, I'm trying to get all, I have my notes get all out of order. So I have Natty. Natty gone bad. The Natty gone bad feud is pretty terrible. Um, because it's all about Kena. Um, and I've never, I've never liked any the Diva segments or matches about the Diva show. I mean, relating it to Total Divas. Excuse, hello. That, Did you walk away from your phone or what? No, nah, I, I had to. Sorry, I had to get some stuff in order. I can barely hear you, dude. Hold on. Hello? Yeah, you sound sound real low. Hello? Yeah, now I can hear you. you get... All right. Um, the Natty Gone Bad segment is, it's just been brutal. Now she's not claiming Brett as her uncle, which is kind of crazy. Uh, it, it's just everywhere, and I, I'm just ready for them to get this feud over with. Just over with. Aside, and the first, from, the, aside from the whole her trying to disown Brett or whatever, that's stupid. But other than that, she's been gold with the shit. Like, everything she said to Nikki has been like, damn. Like, it's like, it's been gold. It's been vicious, but it's been all about who? It's been all about John Cena. Yeah. That that whole feud is about all of Natty's hard-hitting comments are about John Cena. So so that has really limited that feud's potential where what, what is, is that what Nikki's really fighting for? I mean, they have a... That, that that's a good point because when 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 Nikki first came back and they had Carmella go after her, that's really all Carmella had against her. You know, so it's like how many times are they going to do this now? Exactly. Right. It, it's exactly. just it's just like Natty's coming. Natty's just coming more vicious with 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 her promos than than Carmella was. So yeah, I mean, pretty much, and I it's just uh, I just wanted to get the match over with, <laughs> just see where that goes. <laughs> and then we have see see now it seems to have to kind of take back some comments I made about SmackDown. But anyways, this is what made me say SmackDown was like, man, we had one match in the first hour of a two-hour show. We had one match. And that was the Miz versus AJ. Continuing. Um, the Wyatt split. We had Dean Ambrose versus Randy Orton, which continued to tease the Wyatt split. Um, I'm just, it, part of this, I was like, what if Randy Orton and Harper both turn on Bray? Like during that Dude. whole segment. 
I was thinking like one of them was going to turn on Bray. Dude, I, I literally commented on the thread earlier and said, I think Bray is going to take another mania loss because it's only a matter of time before it's only a matter of time before Randy leaves them, and that's going to set up that feud again between them two, and it's going to go to Mania, and it, it, uh, I, just, I don't want to see Bray take another L at Mania. See, well, I'm I'm going to stick with the order that I have. And we're going to get to that um, as far as what's up for Bray. Um, but, but the Wyatt split, you know, Bray actually punched Luke Harper. And Luke Harper, like, so like, you know, forget this. It, like, it was just, you know, Dean Ambrose beat Randy Orton, by the way. Yeah, that happened. Um, I'm, Dean Ambrose is champion. is still – I, I like he, it, oh man, I, I, I once I once I can find the words, I'll get back to Dean. Cause I don't wanna, I don't wanna waste that time trying to figure it out. But I will get back to my thoughts on Dean as champion. But um, anyways, uh, the continuing story of Hill Ziggler, uh, Hill Ziggler. He he's not saying too much. He's not coming up with too many explanations unless you watch Talking Smack. Um, but Jerry Lawler came back to his hometown, and you know that was that was awesome. He got a good he got, he got some good applause. Um, you know Jerry Lawler tried to keep baiting Ziggler in for answers, and said you know I I, I have a better chance of watching paint dry or something like that and. He showed uh, Ziggler the clip of him beating Kalisto with the chair. And, um, you know, Ziggler, you know, pretty much came back and said, I have a video clip for you. And it was a clip of um, from years ago of him getting uh, Jerry Lawler an elbow drop to the chest. And, you know, you know, Jerry, Larry was, uh, Jerry was there holding his chest in pain. And not long after, you know, the Jerry Lawler heart attack incident. You know, so Ziggler's taking credit for it. Pretty much Jerry Lawler almost dying. And Ziggler's taking credit for it, which was pretty pretty damn hillish. That, that kind oh, of that, it, doesn't get, it doesn't get any more hill than what he did tonight. <laughs> but that, that's, not the, that's not the shocker to end it off. Jerry Lawler continues to bait him as Ziggler's trying to leave and uh Ziggler gives Jerry Lawler a super kick. Not just any old super kick, a super kick to the chest and to the boot. <laughs> the to the boot. <laughs> the thing is, I don't know if you can call that a super kick as fast as it was, but that I mean, to take credit we're trying to give him in, I mean, for giving him in a heart attack and then trying to do it again. <laughs> that's, that's pretty damn hillish, I must say. Wasn't feeling it before, but that kind of stamped him being a heel. Not to mention he did it in his hometown. 
Yes, yeah, um, I, I, met, I actually missed SmackDown last week, so I don't know what he did last week, but this week sealed the deal for me with that. It, 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 what it, the one thing it did was it added another good heel to the roster. Well, it depends on how it depends on how he carries it now. Well, if, if, if he's going around super kicking old men in the chest. I don't think he's going to get AJ Styles cheers. <laughs> I don't see that one happening. Um, so Hill Ziggler is pretty is pretty damn serious. Uh, next up, the last match of the night, which was a cage match between Alexa Bliss and Becky Lynch for the WWE SmackDown Women Title. This match was, they had a good match. And the one thing about it is Alexa Bliss is 5'4", and she wrestles like she's Nia Jax. Like she really tries to bully in the ring. And it's funny because it works for her. Like she, she... She came to SmackDown with not with nothing really, because if you think about it, she didn't have an outstanding NXT career, so she was still nah. making her name when she got to SmackDown, and she took it and ran with it and created something just like where, you know, she 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 became a star of that on SmackDown. Um, they had a good match. And the point of the cage match was to keep La Luchadora from interfering. And uh, what happened? La Luchadora interfered. La Luchadora, the masked Luchadora chick, um, she she blocked the cage from Becky Lynch going in. Um, Becky uh, Alexa pretty much ended the match with a DDT. Um, After the match, they tried to attack attacked um, Becky Lynch. Uh, Becky got up and fought off Alexa and, you know, you know, stunned her. Then she pulled off the mask, and it was Mickey James. For Alexa to be crazy, the last thing she needs is an even crazier sidekick. And it is perfect. <laughs> That is one of the perfect, one of the best combinations, like one of the best female combinations that WWE has put together in a while. And I say that because if you look at the other clicks that they tried to throw together, they were all very forced. But Becky Lynch and Mickey James is more natural as opposed to the Sasha Banks, Naomi, Tamina. That was very forced. I think that whole Divas Revolution, all those cliques and crews were very forced. And this pairing is actually, it actually fits as far as their characters. Um, so, you know, that's, that, that that's, I want to see where they go with that now that we know who it is under the mask. And then um, afterwards, it was later announced that uh, 
this is this is gonna go to what Devil was saying as far as Bray Wyatt and um WrestleMania. It was announced afterwards that uh Randy Orton and Luke Harper will face each other and one will leave and one will stay. And at the end this is the part where I don't see Bray taking another loss at Mania because he said something about um, no matter what happens, we'll be stronger. I'm hinting that somebody will be coming to the Wyatt family. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. He he didn't say one will leave and one will stay. He said one will... What, what the hell did he say? He basically said one will win and one will lose. He he didn't say one will, one will leave and one will stay. He didn't, he didn't say that. If you watch it, if he, he wait, let me see. So now, now I gotta, now I gotta fact check. But I mean, I, I, I was, I was, I didn't mean to mess you up, but I know he didn't say that. He was basically saying that one's gonna win, one's gonna lose, and then after that, we're gonna be stronger. Mm-hmm. Let me find it. See. Give me one second. Oh, I need to find it. See, once I once I find it, we'll come back to it. Once okay. I find it, we'll come back to it. But well, I'm telling you. Um, so as we as we move forward, excuse me, we're we're gonna go back and fact check on that one. Uh, but moving on, we're going to uh, do our first outside of WWE review. Um, start out with my second favorite promotion. It's probably not the most popular second favorite, but from an entertainment standpoint, from storylines and all that, and consistency, you know, being able to watch it, uh, Lucha Underground. Whew. Whew. Yeah, I know. Those they, 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 they kill me with the with the mid season finale. I'm like, are you guys serious? And they're not coming back until the summer. That's how it goes. But this season has actually been longer than it seems like it's been longer than normal. It but, actually does. But but Lucha Underground just we're we're gonna get into it. we're gonna uh, <laughs> all right. When when I think of, there are two top assholes, excuse, two top jerk offs in wrestling. One I enjoy, and one is a complete douche. You got the Miz, who's one of my favorite right now, and then you have Joey Ryan. <laughs> Joey Ryan's just easy. Uh, that, that porn star mustache, the the the, the, the rubs oil on his body at the beginning of the matches and pulls open his drawers and pulls oil down his pants like that, 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 just, just real douchery like anyway sorry he had a match with against Tejano who needed the help of famous B and nurse oh, I forgot is it nurse Brenda. 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 There's Brenda. <laughs> yeah, there's Brenda. And 
The famous beer trying to make Tejano a star. The, the thing about Lucha Underground, you don't really need a manager to become a star. That is the Not most oppor- that is the most opportunity given promotion ever. Like, from anyone can get any title at any time, match with anyone. Like, that is the most opportunity given promotion, like, ever. If you think about how many people have fought for titles and actually won them, it's like, it, it's it's crazy. Dude, um, any, anybody can go over and lose your underground. Yes. And one, one, one of the one, one, one character that killed me that they got rid of will. Dario Kill was Mr. Cisco because it was like he was he was finally starting to get more solo and ring time and showing what he could do and it's like damn this dude could go I thought he was just I thought he was just another jobber and it's like their jobbers are actually good it's like, it's like never really a dull match you know. Some some of the backstage promos and all that stuff may be a little cheesy, but as far as the matches, the matches are never dull. The 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 thing is, what, as for, I'm I'm gonna roll off a couple comments. One, the matches are never dull. Like that that's a given, and that goes off of what you said about their jobbers being talented. They showcase their talent. They let them they let them see their they they don't go in there and have Three minute matches, right? You know, even 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 when Matanza was killing people, he still was having, you know, matches. Like, you know, at first he was killing people, but you know, you know, he still started towards, you know, started having actual matches with people. Um, so so that way they can see, you know, who can actually do something. Um, and that goes with the opportunity. Just you know, they hand them out. Um, with that being said, uh, we have AJ Mundo. I I was watching a promo that Johnny Mundo cut, and I realized how much he looked like AJ Styles. If he got rid of the headband, <laughs> that's AJ Styles in the flesh. But anyways, Mundo cuts a promo, and he's calling out the Mac, and the Mac comes out, delivers a couple promo, I mean a couple stunners to the Worldwide Underground, and, you know, he's holding the title, and pretty much they're playing that seed for a rematch between those two. Um, with that being said, um, well, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go to that afterwards. I'll wrap up the overall review. Then we have Matanza versus Dragon as Tekka Jr. in a death match. The craziest <laughs> shit they probably put on TV. The worst thing about the worst thing about Lucha Underground is they they don't they don't mind pushing the limits at all. Like like they they want to push the limits, dude. Like oh my god, that that match. Oh my god, the stuff that they come up with uh, is yeah. The death match was it was, it was crazy. And it ended pretty much with Dragon Ass Tekka Jr. getting choke slammed to hell. I do that. It, it, just, it didn't pretty much end there. It did end there. <laughs> yeah. They immediately called the match like, and the punch was like, we're going to bury him. 
he chokeslammed him through the bleachers, but it, it it was literally a choke slam to hell. Like, did he he like disappeared? Um, the one thing that that is being very missed right now, more than they see in Punk promo, is the void of Pentagon Junior slash Pentagon Dark. <sighs> you know, Man. um. Since you bring him up, and I can finally talk about this with a, with a fan, like, do you think the whole Pentagon Dark character was necessary because Pentagon Junior was already good enough? But it's like he, he it's like he transformed the Pentagon Dark, and it's like shit's just gotten worse. The, the thing that's that's what it is. It's if you think about it, like Pentagon Junior. If you remember that match with Vampiro. I oh, yeah. And not to mention, when he came as Pentagon Dark, that match he had with Matanza, he's he's the only one that whooped, that has whooped Matanza's ass since he's been there. Single-handedly whoops his ass, and Matanza ended up winning. And that goes to the Pentagon Dark. Um, it wasn't necessary if he was still going to lose. Um he he, that 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 is literally like why I said I wanted to wait till afterwards. One thing that Lucha Underground does a lot is make me question their direction. Um, like part like you said, like the funny things how you said with the cheesy you know backseat storylines. That's that's what I like about it. Like when I'm watching and people watch, I'm like, you know, like y'all say wrestling is a soap opera for men. And they'd be like, yeah, I'm like, well, they turned it into a soap opera, so be fucking happy. Like, <laughs> yeah, like that, pretty much. That's part, that's part of why I like it, but the direction a lot. It, like, when I look at Pentagon, it seems like with the trios title, well, even until recently, they slipped up with that one. They had a steady direction for trios title. Um, all the trios champions always had a storyline, but. It seems like they like Sexy Star won the title to have the belt for a week, and then like it, it just seems like a lot of times they don't want they don't know which direction they want to go in. If that makes sense. I mean, it it, it makes sense, but it, it's really hard to like you know come back at that because you know it. It really doesn't seem like it. Well, it seems like, you know, first season, first season, it was, that was Puma season. First season, first season was Puma season. Uh, what, what, what was the second season? Second season was pretty much, pretty much, um, in the year. I can't even think of his name. Matanza. No, not Matanza. Before Matanza. No, um, Matis. Yeah, it was. Like half of the season was Mel Martinez, then it was Matanza. Yeah. And this season, it's kind of it's kind of spun out of control a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I, I, you know, I, I did like what they did with the sexy star, how she won it, but the, you know, for only a week, that was kind of like down. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I I doubt they take it off uh, Mundo anytime soon. Even though I love the Mac right now, I 
I just don't see it happening. <laughs> All right, well, um, and last week I asked all the listeners as various wrestling groups on their input of their top five greatest cruiserweights of all time. Do you have yours off the top of your head? Jesus. Uh... It's, 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 so so I, what I'll do is I'll go over mine while you think of yours, and and we'll see if we have enough time to get to it. Uh, so at number five, I have let let's just be clear. Like we, there are a couple people who put names. I put mostly guys that have wrestled in a actual cruiserweight division. So it's going to be a lot of WCW guys. I mean, clearly, um, actually my whole list is WCW. <laughs> but uh, anyways, um, so I'm going to go with Dave Malenko. Number five, um, <laughs> for him to wrestle the way he did at his size as a cruiserweight, he was one that stood out because he had a lot of the flips, the loose doors, and all that, and him being so serious about it. And uh, the Texas Cloverleaf was one of my favorite moves. Um, the man of a thousand holes, that was just that was a cool gimmick for how he wrestled. So, um, number four. Hoovie Juice, Hoovie Two Guerrero. That one was tough because Hoovie Two and Psychosis were very similar, but I lean more towards Hoovie. Um, you know, he, he was. I, I just like Hoovie more. He had a lot more personality too, especially when he took off the mask and when he had the LW. Like he, he was able to show his personality a little bit more than Psychosis. Um, so. That helps him out. Number three, uh, Ray Mysterio. Um, I I think that one, I think that pick is more so it would be hard to have a cruiserweight list without him. Um, you know, I, I, I could have filled that slot. Um, that was either going to be Benoit or um, Eddie Guerrero. But um, I, I gave that to Ray. I'm saying how he was more of a steady cruiserweight as opposed to Benoit was wrestling main event, Eddie Guerrero bounced around and all that. So I gave that to him. Um, number two, Ultimo Dragon. Um, when <laughs> one thing about Ultimo Dragon is when he showed up with all the belts. He already you already knew he was he was he was legit and how he wrestled in the ring. Um, you know, mixing the Japan and Luchador style. It was it was pretty cool. Like he did a lot of things you really didn't see from other guys. So um Baltimore Dragon at number two. And number one, pretty sure you all can guess, Chris Jericho. Um the thing is, um, I had mentioned moving to his personality, um, Chris Jericho wasn't the average cruiserweight at that time. Uh, Chris Jericho did a lot to make him stand out. Like he made sure he he used the microphone to his ability, and um, you know while other cruiserweights were just wrestling for titles, when he wrestled, he had the man of a thousand and four holes with the armbar, which is probably 
<laughs> probably one of his best moments ever is the arm bar. Um, arm bar. Then you had, uh, you know, the, uh, what he had, uh, night Jericho is, uh, Monday night Jericho or something like that. Uh, something like that. He had some with the Monday night Nitro, but it was his. Then he had the Ralph, his personal security when he had his feud with Goldberg. Like Jericho wasn't just a normal cruiserweight that just wrestled. He, he was a cruiserweight with personality and, and led that division. So that's my, um, do you have any more before we get to, uh, before I get to go watch it before we wrap it up? You got your cruiserweights or yeah, you 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 your volume went down again, man. Uh, now, Sam, do you have your cruiserweights? Uh, let me see. Okay, I'll go. This isn't in any order. Um, I'll go Jericho, Guerrero, Benoit. Yushin Thunder Liger. And five, I'll get, I'll get five to Malenko. All right. All right, well, well, um, so we're going to get on with our go watch it part. So pretty much what I do is I find a match, a documentary, a shoot interview, things like that, that I should suggest for you, the listeners, go watch. Um, this week for Go Watch, we have an honor of Kurt Angle being inducted to the Hall of Fame. I'm going to suggest you. Yes, it's true. It's true. That's going to be that that induction speech is going to be awesome. I, I can't wait to see that one. Um, I'm going I, haven't, to I haven't watched the Hall of Fame in years. This year, I think I'm gonna have to. I, I don't. I honestly don't think I've watched the Hall of Fame since Austin's come back. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so for Go Watch, I'm going to suggest my favorite Kurt Angle match. It was a uh, his match versus Chris Benoit at Insurrection. Yes, you're right. Insurrection, 2001. Um, the thing about this match I like is the way it progressed. Um, it started out very technical, a lot of mat wrestling, things like that. And then, you know, it built up and, you know, it got fast. And so, um, you know, it, it was just, it was, it was a good match. Um, and I said, it went from technical to them just brawling and beating each other up. So that's my go watch it. Uh, but uh, thank you, Devin. Um, we'll be ready to wrap oh, it up. Um, I appreciate you calling. Uh, feel free to call again. For the rest of you guys, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, once again, visit us at twosidesofthestory.com. You can check out our other channels, Mike Check, The Skybox, His and Hers. Um, and until next Tuesday, this is Coach. Uh, I'll talk to you guys later. All right, see ya.